0: I want to go, but I don't want to go, Melanie said. My cousin will be in town this weekend, and my brother and I will probably go see her and bring our families. But it makes me so anxious to see her. She's tall and thin, and because we're about the same age, I feel like everyone is always comparing us. And especially with quarantine and being a few pounds heavier than I usually am. Ugh, I know I'm just projecting my own insecurities. I'm feeling inferior. Feeling insecure and like, I'll be on the comparison game with the family about how Melanie looks chubby, doesn't she? What I noticed in Melanie's email was that even in her emotional state, she had awareness of what was going on. She knew she was just projecting her own insecurities. I reiterated this back to her that I understood her appearance and specifically her body weight was the number one thing in her mind, but it was unlikely that her brother, cousin and everybody's kids also had Melanie's weight as the number one focus of their attention. Yet, her feelings were very real, and I knew the anxiety wouldn't just evaporate from this one recognition. We still had a lot more to discuss. I wanted to help her get to the weekend without binging—it was still two days away—as well as get through the visit without suffering stress— and have her actually enjoy herself and find other things to focus on than what she weighs or how much her cousin weighs. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. I've had the benefit of working with Melanie for several months, so I've gotten to know her really well. I know what she wants, what bugs her, what stresses her out, and what skills of hers are already really strong. I'm familiar with what emotions and thought patterns typically lead her to binge or eat past comfortable fullness. I know that for her to reach complete freedom from binge eating, we'll need to make improvements in two areas. One, I know we can reduce much of the distress she feels because it's self-imposed. I mean, no one gets up and thinks, oh yeah, I'm going to heap that pressure on myself so high today, it'll be totally crushing. Can't wait. But without meaning to, Melanie is like many of my clients who put immense pressure on themselves accidentally. They're just trying to reach their aspirations and live a meaningful life. When I've asked her about her expectations for herself, and we wrote them down, it revealed that she had long-standing, inflexible beliefs. That she should look a certain way, fit a particular role in her career, and achieve certain milestones. I think this situation of going to meet her cousin was a fitting example of where she was experiencing a great deal of discomfort emotionally in a case where she didn't have to. Second, I know that in the past, emotional states like this one have led her to feel urges to binge eat, So, I wanted to make sure in our work together that we tackle plenty of times like this where unpleasant emotions are coming up. If she had a perfect, easygoing six months with me and zero stress, we couldn't make progress in a way. It's good to have a challenge pop up to practice on. In my reply to her email, I asked Melanie what else she was feeling besides the anxiety. In this way, I was helping her practice making space. There's an episode of this podcast called Making Space, and if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend checking it out. To summarize, the idea of making space is to remember that we aren't limited to just a single emotion at any time. Some feelings feel so big and intense that they seem to block out everything else, like a total eclipse blocks out the light of the sun, so we miss out on other things which might be going on at the same time, which are pleasant or funny because we're so focused on our anxiety. I wanted to nudge Melanie to look around the anxiety and see what else she was feeling. She responded that she could tell she was also feeling tired. And then she added the words, insecure, hypocritical, and disappointed in herself. I applauded her for sharing and recognizing them and then open the discussion on what we could do. I explained. I see four options here. One, we can do nothing. That's a legit healthy choice. And it's preferable in terms of long-term outcome compared to binge eating. If you want to do nothing, you just go on with your normal day, normal life. Emotions come along for the ride. You will feel them for a while, but they won't last forever they will move on and you'll feel better. This is a perfectly healthy, acceptable approach to take. Two, you can respond to these feelings with deliberate self-compassion. Practicing self-compassion means being moved by your own suffering and having a desire to help, care for, and love yourself just as you would if you were feeling compassion because you saw someone else in a moment of pain this will reduce the amount of suffering you feel probably even faster than option one. Third, you can binge eat to try and get away from your feelings or create a diversion. You know how this one goes. The brief moment of escaping the feelings is followed by them returning, and plus now you feel even more unhappiness. Fourth, You can increase the feelings of anxiety, insecurity, and self-doubt by focusing on them, worrying more, playing out worst-case scenarios in your mind, and creating supporting stories that you actually are inferior, looking for information that confirms you're an imposter. No one does this on purpose, but people do it all the time, and it definitely makes you feel worse. Some people spend time doing this feeling worse and worse, and then they go to option three and binge eat. I told Melanie, I think you have more than enough experience with numbers three and four, but not as much experience with numbers one and two. One was doing nothing, and two was responding with self-compassion. But I know that you know yourself best, I said, so please correct me if this doesn't seem like a good fit for you. She wrote back with enthusiastic agreement. She said she feels so good at labeling the emotions, but then is like, what do I do? What do I do with this? She also wrote, I want to be flexible. I want to lower the bar for myself because my perfectionism is causing so much punishment. To me, they're two sides of the same coin, perfectionism and punishment. I seem to choose perfectionism instead of self-compassion. So instead of punishment, We started checking out self-compassion. I directed her to look at self-compassion.org. I also sent her some exercises to practice self-kindness. So we are off heading down road number two, exploring self-compassion and giving ourselves kindness instead of binge eating, degrading, or punishing ourselves. Next week, we'll circle back to see how Melanie did as well as some other people who are also working on the same exact skill. I'm Georgie Fear. Thanks for tuning in. Please leave a review if you're able to, and I'll see you next week.